Modern World History, Patterns of Interaction, Chapter 7, Section 1, The French Revolution Begins. Setting the Stage In the 1700s, France was considered the most advanced country in Europe. It had a large population and a prosperous foreign trade. It was the center of the Enlightenment, and France's culture was widely praised and imitated by the rest of the world. However, the appearance of success was deceiving. There was great unrest in France, caused by bad harvests, high prices, high taxes, and disturbing questions raised by the Enlightenment ideas of Locke, Rousseau, and Voltaire. The Old Order In the 1770s, the social and political system of France, the old regime, remained in place. Under this system, the people of France were divided into three large social classes or estates. The Privileged Estates Two of the estates had privileges, including access to high offices and exemptions from t paying taxes that were not granted to members of the third. The Roman Catholic Church, whose clergy formed the first estate, owned 10% of the land in France. It provided education and relief services to the poor and contributed about 2% of its income to the government. The second estate was made up of rich nobles. Although they accounted for just 2% of the population, the nobles owned 20% of the land and paid almost no taxes. The majority of the clergy and the nobility scorned Enlightenment ideas as radical notions that threatened their status and the power as privileged persons. The Third Estate About 97% of the people belonged to the Third Estate. The three groups that made up this estate differ greatly in their economic conditions. The first group, the bourgeoisie, or middle class, were bankers, factory, factory owners, merchants, professionals, and skilled artisans. Often, they were well-educated and believed strongly in the Enlightenment ideals of liberty and equality. Although some of the bourgeoisie were as rich as the nobles, they paid high taxes and, like in the rest of the Third Estate, lacked privileges. Many felt that their wealth entitled them to greater degree of social status and political power. The workers of France's cities formed the second and poorest group within the Third Estate. These urban workers included tradespeople, apprentices, laborers, and domestic servants. Paid low wages and frequently out of work, they often went hungry. If the cost, cost of bread rose, mobs of these workers might attack grain carts and bread shops to steal what they needed. Peasants formed the largest group within the Third Estate. More than 80% of France's 26 million people. Peasants paid about half of their income in dues to nobles, tithes to the church, and taxes to the king's agents. They even paid taxes on such basic staples as salt. Peasants and the urban poor resented the clergy and the nobles for their privileges and special treatment. The heavily taxed and discontented Third Estate was eager for change. The Forces of Change In addition to the growing resentment among the lower classes, other factors contributed to the revolutionary mood in France. New ideas about government, serious economic problems, and weak and indecisive leadership all held to generate a desire for change. Enlightenment Ideas New views about power and authority in government were spreading amongst the Third Estate. Members of the Third Estate were inspired by the success of the American Revolution. 
they began to question long-standing notions about the structure of society. Quoting Rousseau and Voltaire, they began to demand equality, liberty, and democracy. The Comte de Atraniers, a friend of Rousseau, best summed up their ideas on what government should be. Quote, the third estate is the people, and the people is the foundation of the state. It is, in fact, the state itself. The people is everything. Everything should be subordinate to it. It is in the people that the national power resides and for the people that all states exist. End quote. Economic Troubles By the 1780s, France's once prosperous economy was in decline. This caused alarm, particularly amongst the merchants, factory owners, and bankers of the Third Estate. On the surface, the economy appeared to be sound, because both production and trade were expanding rapidly. However, the heavy burden of taxes made it almost impossible to conduct business profitably within France. Further, the cost of living was rising sharply. In addition, bad weather in 1780s caused widespread crop failures, resulting in a severe shortage of grain. The price of bread doubled in 1789, and many people faced starvation. During the 1770s and the 1780s, France's government sank deeper into debt. Part of the problem was the extravagant spending of Louis XVI and his queen, Marie Antoinette. Louis also inherited a considerable debt from previous kings, and he borrowed heavily in order to help the American revolutionaries in their war against Great Britain, France's chief rival. This nearly doubled the government's debt. In 1786, when bankers refused to lend the government any more money, Louis faced serious problems. A weak leader. Strong leadership might have solved these and other problems. Louis XVI, however, was indecisive and allowed matters to drift. He paid little attention to his government advisors and had little patience for the details of governing. The queen also added to Louis's problems. She often interfered in government and frequently offered Louis poor advice. Further, since she was a member of the royal family of Austria, France's longtime enemy, Marie Antoinette had been unpopular from the moment she set foot in France. Her behavior only made the situation worse. As queen, she spent so much money on gowns, jewels, gambling, and gifts that she became known as Madame Deficit. Rather than cutting expenses, Louis put off dealing with the emergency until, practically, until he practically had no money left. His solution was to impose taxes on the nobility. However, the second estate forced him to call a meeting of the estate's general, an assembly of representatives from all three estates, to approve this new tax. The meeting, the first in 175 years, was held on May 5, 1789, at Versailles. Dawn of the Revolution The clergy and the nobles had dominated the estates general throughout the Middle Ages and expected to do the same in the 1789 meeting. Under the Assembly's medieval rules, each estate's delegates met in a separate hall to vote, and each estate had one vote. The two privileged estates could always outvote the third estate. The National Assembly The third estate delegates, mostly members of the bourgeoisie, whose views had been shaped by the Enlightenment, were eager to make changes in the government. They insisted that all three estates meet together and that each delegate have a vote. 
This would give the advantage to the third estate, which had as many delegates as the other two states combined. Siding with the nobles, the king ordered the estates general to follow the medieval rules. The delegates of the third estate, however, became more and more determined to wield power. A leading spokesperson for their viewpoint was a clergyman sympathetic to their cause, Emmanuel Joseph Saez. In a dramatic speech, Saez suggested that the third estate delegates name themselves the National Assembly and pass laws and reforms in the name of the French people. After a long night of excited debate, the delegates of the third estate agreed to Saez's ideas by an overwhelming majority. On June 17, 1789, they voted to establish the National Assembly, in effect proclaiming an end of absolute monarchy and the beginning of representative government. This vote was the first deliberate act of revolution. Three days later, the Third Estate delegates found themselves locked out of their meeting room. They broke down a door to an indoor tennis court, pledging to stay until they had drawn up a new constitution. This pledge became known as the Tennis Court Oath. Soon after, nobles and members of the clergy who had favored reform joined the Third Estate delegates. In response to these events, Louis stationed his mercenary army of Swiss guards around Versailles. Storming the Bastille in Paris, rumors flew. Some people suggested that Louis was intent on using military force to dismiss the National Assembly. Others charged that the foreign troops were coming to Paris to massacre French citizens. People began to gather weapons in order to defend the city against attack. On July 14th, a mob searching for gunpowder and arms stormed the Bastille, a Paris prison. The mob overwhelmed the guards and seized control of the building. The angry attackers hacked the prison commander and several guards to death, and then paraded around the streets with the dead men's heads on pikes. The fall of the Bastille became a great symbolic act of revolution to the French people. Ever since July 14th, Bastille Day has been a French national holiday, similar to the 4th of July in the United States. A Great Fear Sweeps France before long, rebellion spread from Paris into the countryside. From one village to the next, wild rumors circulated that nobles were hiring outlaws to terrorize the peasants. A wave of senseless panic called the Great Fear rolled through France. The peasants soon became outlaws themselves. Armed with pitchforks and other farm tools, they broke into nobles' manors' houses and destroyed the old legal papers that bound them to pay feudal dues. In some cases, the peasants simply burned down the manor houses. In October 1789, thousands of Parisian women, women rioted over the rising price of bread. Brandishing knives, axes, and other weapons, the women marched to Versailles. First, they demanded that the National Assembly take action to provide bread. Then they turned their anger on the king and queen. They broke into the palace, killing some of the guards. The women demanded that Louis and Marie Antoinette return to Paris. After some time, Louis agreed. A few hours later, the king, his family, and servants left Versailles, never again to see the magnificent palace. Their exit singled, signaled the change of power and radical reforms about to overtake France. <laughs>